sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to hour number two of a Football Friday live right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the Spiz Grizz Network, that's Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here on this Friday morning. As we have said a few times on this program, a Football Friday in multiple ways. We'll continue to preview the weekend ahead in the National Football League. The World Cup continues on the final day of group play. Tomorrow, the knockout round begins. Bright and early here in the States, the United States men's national team against the Netherlands in the round of 16. A full preview of that match and what has happened with the dramatics at the World Cup coming later in this second hour as well. And tonight, conference championship weekend in college football begins. And it continues tomorrow for conference title Saturday. The Michigan Wolverines, though, dealt a bit of bad news yesterday. Blake Corum will have season-ending knee surgery. He is out for the remainder of this year for the maze in blue. Blake Corum pretty much in 10 and a half healthy games this year was still the eighth leading rusher in all of college football 1463 yards he averaged more than 145 yards per game and about seven and a half healthy games in the big 10 conference he ran for over 100 yards in all eight of the games that he played more than three snaps in including in the game against illinois when he had a buck 08 at the half before he was injured early in the second against the Illini. 18 touchdowns in 11 games for Blake Corum this year. He was on pace to be a Heisman finalist. I still think he deserves to be a Heisman finalist. And he was really in the running, truthfully so, to be a potential Heisman winner as a running back for the first time since Derrick Henry, since 2015. As we look at what Michigan still has in store, Donovan Edwards last week against Ohio State in the game Ran for 216 yards on the ground, so the talent is still there for Michigan. They are a 16-and-a-half-point favorite against Purdue in the Big Ten Championship game tomorrow night in Indianapolis. A total of 51-and-a-half. Michigan, the last two years in college football, has been the best cover team in all of the country. 18-7-1 against the spread. Purdue, however, when they see a two next to a team's name, they get incredibly good the Purdue spoiler makers might be on display tomorrow night in Indianapolis nine wins for an unranked Purdue side against an AP top two team that is what Michigan is both number two in the college football playoff rankings and in the AP poll nine wins as an unranked team more than double the next closest team in the history of college football that number is just four so that's tomorrow night in Indianapolis but tonight in Las Vegas, it's the Pac-12 title game between USC and Utah. The fourth-ranked Trojans, the 11th-ranked Utes. It's a short number, just two and a half in favor of USC. The lone loss for the Trojans this year on the road, October 15th, a Saturday night in Salt Lake against Utah. The Utes had one lead in that football game. It was the final score, 
43-42. Utah scored late in the fourth quarter on its final offensive possession. They go for two. They convert. They get the win, 43-42. Although SC was a three-and-a-half-point underdog, and they did cover in that football game. Conference Championship Weekend is here in CFB as is our Sports Grid Radio audience. Welcome to you and our number two of TMA on this football Friday, Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the mix as well. I am Ben Stevens. So in that lone loss for the Trojans this year against Utah, USC will look to avenge that defeat with a victory that would clinch them a Pac-12 championship and a spot in the college football playoff. In that first game, Caleb Williams threw for 381 yards in five scores as the quarterback for USC. He is a minus 3,000 favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. I believe even in a loss tonight, Caleb Williams has already wrapped up the Heisman Trophy award that will be awarded one week from tomorrow here in New York City. But a big, big game. The total at 67 and a half. The Trojans have played six straight games to an over. That's tonight. One of the first conference championship games up tomorrow. The Big 12 title game in Arlington between TCU and K-State. A top 10 tilt in the Big 12 title. Number 10, Kansas State. Number 3, TCU. And also a two and a half point spread in favor of the Horn Frogs. Task with proving it once again. TCU is unbeaten. They are a perfect 12-0. They already beat Kansas State earlier this year as a three and a half point home favorite in Fort Worth. The Horned Frogs were down 28 to 10 midway through that second quarter. They scored 28 unanswered to win that football game and to come all the way back 38 to 10. Max Duggan in that football game, 280 yards, three passing scores. Max Duggan also needs to be a Heisman finalist. Now, TCU enters the Big 12 title game unbeaten, unblemished, a perfect. 12-0. and 0. If they lose and the margin is close, if it's a tight football game, I believe TCU should still get the nod into the college football playoff, and the odds agree. TCU right now, minus 1,100 to be a college football playoff team. As you look at those national championship odds, though, look at where TCU finds themselves. Tied for the fourth best price alongside USC, Ohio State, who is inactive this weekend, not playing in the Big Ten title game, still the third best price, which goes to show if there is a misstep on conference championship weekend, the Buckeyes would be the beneficiary. More TMA up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We are back here on a football Friday, live on the morning after on SportsGrid. Again, a football Friday in many different versions, including getting hyped for the 2022 World Cup. Team USA in the round of 16 tomorrow morning, bright and early, 10 a.m. Eastern time, the knockout stage against the Netherlands. We got hyped, did myself and Alex Fasano, for that final match in the group stage for the U.S. on Tuesday afternoon as we welcome in our executive producer here in the mornings, Alex Fasano to the morning after live on the grid. Fasano, we were hitting the streets of New York City, walking around to some watch parties on Tuesday afternoon. Some of the guys were 
out taking a long lunch. Others were making their ways to watch parties to let the pints flow and to support the U.S. men's national team. And we tried to build that excitement as well. Oh, it was electric, Ben. But it's more electric on this football, football, foosball Friday. I'm sure Mama Boucher would appreciate oh, that one. But, hey, Ben, we got live action. So why don't I give you a quick little update on that football Please. going on right now. We got the 13th minute in Ghana, Uruguay. Still no score in this one. But, hey, Ben, an early score. Portugal up one nothing on South Korea in the 13th minute of this one. So last day of group stage, guys. Let's see how this turns out. I think if it stands right now as it is, Portugal up one nothing and Ghana and Uruguay in a tie, Portugal and Ghana are your two teams coming out of Group H with Portugal winning it all. Ben, what do we think? Do we like Portugal now? If they're hot now, do we jump in? Portugal has looked like an incredible side so far through their first two matches in the World Cup. If I am not mistaken, I believe the Portuguese have won each of their opening two matches. And if the mm -hmm. results stand, it would be a sweep in group play. They are 11-1 to 1 is Cristiano Ronaldo and Portugal right now to win the World Cup title outright. That is the sixth best price at the moment. And it's only getting better, Alex Fasano. So maybe, just maybe, depending on the draw, which is a key component here moving forward. Oh, for sure. You know, some of us already got our future tickets in, though, and I still Spain 8-1 to one to win the cup right Ooh. here. You know how I do with my future tickets, Ben. So we love the value we're getting on that one as the games continue. But, Ben, you were right. It was electric on Tuesday. We were super excited to get some USA fans. We've got a couple English fans celebrating the games yeah. on Tuesday. Uh, I know our boy Moose, our furry friend from a couple Benny and the Bets a couple weeks ago, was probably super thrilled kicking around his soccer ball. So why don't we all just get to the highlights, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody take a nice deep breath. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of Benny and the Bets. It is game day here in the United States. It's winner go home of the 2022 World Cup for Team USA. We hit the streets of New York on match day to see how excited New Yorkers are. Team USA needs a win, will they? Yes. 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 Okay, got me fired up. 2-1. Two, 2-1? One. Two, one. USA. Yeah. Count it right there. What? The US needs to win today at the World Cup. Will they do it? No, I'm sorry, really. Team USA needs to win today. Will they do it? Yes, they will. That was confident. Oh, uh, no. No? <laughs> oh, that was the first no all day. I think so. I think so. Two, two zip. Oh, sorry. I have no idea. <laughs> They're going to win. U.S. needs to win today. Will they do it? Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Yes. How confident are you? 100%. Final score prediction. 4-0. We're not going to watch that one because England's on at the same time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Will you guys beat Wales? Absolutely. Oh, no, I'm good, man. Okay. Well, I don't know if you're good. The U.S. has to be good. They ain't going to win. Big time. Big time. That's a 5 nothing win. Absolutely. Let's oh, it's go. A, it's a family program. Excuse me. Absolutely. Of course we will. England advances. The U.S. advances. Fun for both teams, yeah? Yeah. I think Tyler Adams is going to be man of the match. He's the captain of this team. He's captain on and off the pitch. He's been phenomenal in the opening two days of this tournament. How far can the U.S. go at this World Cup? All the way. All the way. That's a World Cup winner right there. Is it called soccer or is it called football? It's football. Oh, absolutely. And they have to get it done. Absolutely. USA! 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 You want to do the USA chant? USA! 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 
USA. England, England, England. That was pretty good, I'm not gonna lie. I believe. I believe. I believe that we. I believe that we. I believe that we will win. 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 Now let's get this W, let's get this W, let's go. It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home. Electric, that's even better than the US shit. Thank you so much, have a great day. The match has kicked off. I believe, John Shames believes, USA. USA, USA, USA. Cheers, go USA. <laughs> Electric stuff. Look at that. And how is that beer? How is that beer with John James over there watching the game? Dark beer game day, Fasano. Anytime there's a football or soccer match on, it's always dark beer. Find you a job, by the way, that allows you to drink while you're at work. Don't tell our boss, Greg Sussman. Hopefully, he's in a meeting right now and not paying attention to betting the bets. <laughs> we'll see what happens there. You know, you know, free beer is always a great thing, right, Ben? You know, if it's free, it's for me. Maybe we're gonna have a couple what's more beers than... tomorrow. Fasano, what's ahead. better than what, beer? What, 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 what? Free beer, airport beers, pregame beers, tailgate beers, all different what? kinds of beers. I... Oh. <laughs> you and I can go back and forth on these, but what we are gonna go back and forth on a little bit, maybe, are these producer picks. So let's get right into it, Ben. What's the one team I've been riding all college football season? I told you at the start of the year. I'm new to college football this season, and I've totally adapted and really immersed myself in the culture. And I'm running with the Trojans all year long. And what do you know? Pac-12 championship game tonight. So my pick is actually the USC money line. We're not taking the spread here oh. because what happened against Utah last game? Utah wins by one on a two-point conversion. It's all chaotic. Right. So why don't we just save ourselves just spending 30 extra cents, but that's okay. Just take the outright price. Forget about the two-point conversions. USC, USC wins. They go to the college football playoffs. Maybe USA can yeah. win tomorrow. Maybe a little USA-USC. Let's get into it. Give me the Trojans money line, Ben. It's a great look right there. A decisive game in Salt Lake again between Utah and USC. 43-42, it was the Trojans' only loss of the year. With a victory, they are into the college football playoffs. So, Faz, I have to ask, do you have a national championship ticket on USC at the moment? Oh, Ben, Futures Faz always has a national championship. Oh, did we lose Faz? Down there in our production pit. Unfortunately, are we'll looking good. Alex Fasano. Oh, he's back. Fast. Oh, I'm back. What, I'm what sorry, was the number? You know, we lost you there. Yeah. The number was 20 to 1 on the Trojans oh. Futures ticket to win the national title. Like I said, you just got to get there, Ben. Caleb Williams already solidified his Heisman Trophy uh, ceremony. Mm. He wins this game. It's not even a question. It's not even a debate. Just send it to his house already in California. So give me the Trojans all day. But hey, there's another guy we got on this producer picks list, Benjamin Stevens, and that is Andrew Bocci Galupo. He's taken Joe Harris over 10 and a half points. I mean, he's a Nets fan, guys. You knew he was going to go with the Nets. But the line is looking at a pick him right now against the Raptors. So he's not even looking at game spreads. He's taking straight player props. Joe Harris over 10 and a half. Botch knows his basketball, Ben. The first basket is an area that Andrew Bocci Galupo always looks at. Who <laughs> scores it? Joe Harris, 10 to 1. Apparently, Steve Nash, who's no longer there, but maybe Jacques Vaughn has the same offensive playbook, draws up plays for Joe Harris to take the first shot. 10 to 1 for Joe Harris to be that first basket scorer tonight against the Raptors. There we go. Book it, says Bocci in our ears. And guys, 
the hottest picker on this board. It's Jesse Metzger, our graphics guy. Christian Kirk, anytime love touchdown, it. the Jaguars taking on the Lions. Hey, I love the total in this one. Give me an over. Big shootout in this one. Christian Kirk definitely hits the end zone if there's, what, three, four touchdowns each side? 51 and a half is that over-under. The second highest total of the weekend in the National Football League. Again, the astute handicapper himself, Jesse Metzger, finding those spots. Every time we have one of his picks, I go, wow, love that one. Might just have to bet it. We need to tally up Jesse's picks on producer plays throughout the entirety of the year. Faz, wonderful stuff. Have a wonderful weekend. We go to Dubsy Anderson in World Cup preview. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A World Cup preview for the weekend in Qatar, the 2022 FIFA World Cup. We will get to the U.S. match against the Netherlands in the knockout round in just a minute. Thank you for joining us here on this Football Friday in many different avenues, live on the morning after on SportsGrid. Dubsy joins us now. Dubs Anderson, who you can see all across the grid each and every day on in-game live primetime. He joins us here live right now. Dubs, thank you so much for taking the time to help set the stage for the weekend, a monumental American soccer weekend at the 2022 World Cup. Yeah, and I mean, this World Cup has certainly lived up to the billing there, Benny. We're wrapping up the group play today, the final matches there for match day three. And a couple of big standouts for me, your four-time winners at the World Cup, Germany. Runners-up back in 2014 have been bounced out of this one. What about the golden generation for Belgium, led by Kevin De Bruyne? See you later. But it's more about the, uh, the pleasant surprises who do make it through there. Japan have been... Uh, somewhat of a standout, beating uh, both Germany and Spain in the group stage. They'll take Crazy. on Croatia there over the weekend. That's a team we've got to watch. Team USA make it through the Aussies, the Socceroos at 550 to 1, keeping that dream alive. <laughs> so the first couple of weeks, Benny, very exciting stuff. Let's keep it hot. We have seen so many surprising upsets here at the 2022 World Cup. It started on the third day of action when Saudi Arabia upset Messi and Argentina, the largest ever upset in the history of the World Cup. And it's continued through, through that group stage and now in to the round of 16. Dubsy, let's start with what you mentioned yesterday in one of those surprising groups, the golden generation. Belgium not getting to the knockout stage. I was furious. I had a live ticket on the Belgians and Big Rom, Romelu Lukaku to score and he had a great opportunity in the 90th minute but it deflects off his chest unable to control so Belgium needed a win yesterday against Croatia to advance they do not get it they draw against Croatia they advance out of the group and Dubsy with seven points Morocco wins the group you can see what their odds were to advance Belgium heavily favored they're sent home packing not getting out of the group stage are you surprised by what you see here with Morocco winning this group and Belgium going home yeah and I mean it's uh, great to see another African nation making it through to the knockout stages and for me Belgium I ain't gonna uh, lie Benny they were my value play coming into this World Cup Kevin De Bruyne he's an absolute superstar there at Man City but what stood out to me in the very first week they come out to the press after that opening match saying we're not the golden generation I don't think we have what it takes 
to win here in Qatar. Now, what kind of negative mindset does that send to the rest of the squad, the rest of the team? And we absolutely seen it there in the group stages playing out. Belgium going home with Canada. Canada showed some glimpses of the football they can play at this level, but three matches played, uh, no wins recorded, not so good for them. So Morocco coming out uh, with Croatia, great to see. Two teams who could yep. uh, maybe shock a couple of people in this uh, opening knockout round. Dubsy, when we were on the streets of New York just a couple of weeks ago doing Benny and the Bats, our World Cup preview, a guy walked by, I stick the microphone in anybody's face that will allow me to do so, and I said, who's winning the World <laughs> Cup? And he goes, Morocco. And I'm like, what? He's like, Morocco. And I'm like, yeah, all right, that man is somewhere celebrating the Moroccans <laughs> winning Group F yesterday, plus 200 to advance even before things got started. In pre-tournament, Belgium had the seventh shortest price. They were the second rated team entering the 2022 FIFA World Cup. They're already set home packing. So that, surprising. Germany not getting to the knockout stage in a second consecutive World Cup, that is shocking. The Germans won the 2014 World Cup and now have not reached the round of 16 in two straight tournaments. They did beat Costa Rica yesterday, but they will not advance based on goal differential. The Spaniards get the bid because Japan pulls off the upset yesterday. Japan in the group stage, Dubsy, like you mentioned, beating both Germany and Spain, they win Group E. So all of these results are shocking based on what we see here in the group stage, but it also makes the rest of the bracket all that much more confusing entering the round of 16. So what does it do for the tournament with Japan winning Group E, and what does it mean the rest of the way? I think uh, Japan have put a lot of people on notice saying, hey, we are certainly here to play. You can still get them a plus money, take it on Croatia to start there on Monday. And for Germany, I mean, back to the drawing board. This is a nation who heavily favoured coming into this one, Benny. It just shows there's no room for error. There's no room for mistake. And this is the exciting thing about the World Cup. All these calculations coming into play. There was a point there yesterday for the German side where it looked like they were possibly going through when they were out there playing against Costa Rica. I had them for the draw there, Benny, which was playing uh, plus 950 to get the to square the points with Costa Rica. Didn't work out. Germany went on to win 4-2, but that result from Japan, dusting off Spain. It was a little controversial. There was a call. Did the ball go out? Yes, I absolutely th thought it did. We've got the VAR. The VAR comes into play. Apparently, it didn't. So, hey, the beauty of the World Cup and the technology in full effect. So, great to see for this Japan side. And I think it's a sign of, um, you know, where this World Cup is at, Benny. It's no longer just three or four teams um, who are these yeah. superpowers in the global game. Sides like Japan, like Team USA, like Australia can certainly mix it for a couple of games here and there and upset a few of these giants. And we've seen that happen. So, Dubsy, now with all the shocking things that have happened in the group stage, and by the way, I love the fact the games come to a conclusion at the same time as we see what these results will mean for advancing to the knockout round. How do you evaluate the World Cup futures market with all of the surprising things we have seen happen in the group stage? Yeah, look, I uh, I always get a little chalky at the World Cup, and I'm going to stick to my guns there. I think, you know, Brazil, even with Neymar going down injured, and they do funnel a lot of that offense through him, that is a bit of a concern. But I like Argentina. They dropped that opening game. Um, it's not just Messi. He has got that supporting cast around him, plus 490. I think that's a great play. In France, you know, a lot of the talk to start the World Cup was Kareem Benzema going down with that scare injury. I think Kylian Mbappe has put to bed who is the next face of global soccer. If it's not Messi, if it's not Cristiano Ronaldo, 
it's Kylian Mbappe. Everything he does for this side, he looks like he is in a cheat code. No Benzema, no worries. You bring Giroud in there, who got that double against the Aussies. The French side for me, Benny, they've got the talent. Mm. They've got the class. Can they go back to back? Yes, I absolutely think they can. And we saw Portugal there, the sixth best price to win the World Cup. A live update from the final matches right now in that group. Portugal, Dubsy, tied with South Korea, 1-1, nearing the end of the first half. Uruguay has scored two quick goals. They have a 2-0 lead over Ghana. If these results hold, it would be Uruguay advancing out of this group, and Portugal would win. So all of the dramatics continue on the last day of the group stage action at the 2022 World Cup. Tomorrow begins the knockout round. 10 a.m. Eastern time, 7 a.m. Pacific for Dubsy, bright and early either way. The United States men's national team into the round of 16, Dubsy, taking on the Netherlands. You can see the odds there. This is just the outright winner. Who advances in to the quarterfinals? The Dutch heavily favored, Dubsy, minus 245. If the United States men's national team is to get to its first quarterfinals trip since 2002, Dubsy, at the World Cup, what will be the key to an American upset? Yeah, so a lot of the talks, you know, where are the goals going to come from? Uh, Christian Pulisic has been fantastic. I'm seeing that he's close to uh, being ready to go, so he should be out there on the pitch uh, for Saturday morning side. But for me, it's not about the guys who have been doing it up front. I mean, the midfield, Tyler Adams wearing the captain's armband, he has been fantastic. But the guys at the back, Benny, they have really stood up. Matty Turner in goals and Timmy Ream there, the big mountain from Fulham at the, uh, you know, the, the shot stopper at the back there. They have been tremendous. You look at the goals that they've limited, the, the results we got against uh, the, the English side there, holding them scoreless. Yep. I think we've got to put some praise on these guys. There are a lot of question marks coming in on Greg Berhalter. He goes with Matty Turner over Zach Steffen. I think it's been a masterclass. Uh, Gia Reyna still out of sorts there with Greg. But this 11 we've seen from Team USA, they are doing a tremendous job. Sure, they're not scoring a lot. We look at the uh, you know expected right. goals, expected differential. Uh, that is a little concerning. But the Netherlands, they play it in a similar way. They are possession heavy. They don't like pressing. They don't like moving the ball up uh, too quickly. So the midfield for Team USA, MMA, that has been key. The first couple of ga- first few games, I should say, they're going to have to be big yeah. again tomorrow. Limit the likes of uh, you know Virgil Van Dijk there at the back. Team USA, if they could do something early. That could be the shock play for me, Benny. But I do see this one going into extra time, maybe even to penalties, the shootouts to decide it. The beauty of the knockout stages here at the World Cup. Team USA plus 194. They have made me a lot of money to start this World Cup. I'm not going to change it up. This is a great team. Still underrated. For sure, they can make you even more because you mentioned all the ways to bet this match. There's the outright odds, who wins and advances. But now we have extra time aka overtime and potentially penalty shootouts if the game is even tied after 120 plus minutes so with all of these different varieties dubsy of betting the usa and netherlands match now in the knockout round how do you handicap this market yeah a couple of interesting markets and this is where we got to get creative i don't think we see a lot of goals so under two and a half to be scored for the match, minus 160. Now, that does concern me with that Cody Gakbo, which is a guy we've got to watch for the Netherlands. He has scored in every match coming into this one, so we've got to shut him down. Under two and a half goals, I think it's a smart play. And given that there's going to be a lot of nervous energy in these knockout stages, you don't want to disappoint your teammates, your nation. Everyone is watching you. It's win or go home. Give me the draw at halftime, minus 105. Team USA are tremendous 
at holding that pill, holding that possession. Pulisic, fully healthy. He's just going to have to continue to be Captain America and this guy for Team USA. It's a lot of pressure, but so far, Pulisic, he has delivered. Dubsy, 20 seconds here. Can the Socceroos pull off the impossible and beat Messi in Argentina tomorrow? Yes, they can. They're going to play a physical brand of football, Benny. Roll the sleeves up and show them that fighting Aussie spirit. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Take us to break. More of the more. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. They say in the world of sports, it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. And each and every Football Friday, we finish with Joe P. Sapia. Our final Football Friday thoughts to set up the NFL Sunday slate for week number 13. And on Sunday morning, live right here on SportsGrid, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Joe P. Sapia hosts Fantasy Sports Today. So our closer enters in we were having a debate during the commercial break should it be enter sandman should it be timmy trumpets should it be joe pisapia's own harmonica that welcomes him on <laughs> to the morning after live on this friday whatever way joe we're very glad to have you here on tma yeah well i appreciate that yes let's call to the bullpen we're bringing the closer we'll have to have that maybe that's a poll we need to put up on social media what's the mm. uh what's the closer music for me i was always partial you know that song uh, back in the day from the movie Basketball, don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Don't hate oh. me because I'm the best. I, I like that one. I think that's that's what we go for. Little little fun Fitting. ska punk kind of thing there. And I come out there, close the week. Let's go, Benny boy. Let's do it. Joe, I feel like you probably have a beautiful singing voice as we have learned all about your theatrical background <laughs> as well. Maybe we'll just hop in the studio ourselves and record you a little stinger mm. animation mm. as we welcome you, you on for our final Football Friday Thoughts. It's a beautiful piece of alliteration there as well. So let's go to week 13 in the Sunday slate around the National Football League. One of the biggest storylines entering this weekend, Joe, the return of Deshaun Watson, suspended for 11 games here in 2022 mm. for multiple violations of the NFL's personal conduct policy. He makes his return to game action for the first time in nearly two years against his former team on the road in Houston with his new team, the Cleveland Browns, a full touchdown favorite, Joe P, laying seven points. I mentioned it. This is Deshaun Watson's first NFL game in nearly seven hundred days so just from that football perspective joe mm -hmm. pisapia how do you approach the cleveland browns laying seven against the houston texans <laughs> this is a fascinating game we talk about the range of outcomes and the possibilities this is a quarterback that hasn't played in over a year and a half he's going back to houston which is where he was playing ironically so his first game back there the environment could be incredibly hostile most likely that would be my guess is what it is and the Texans have nothing to lose, which makes them super dangerous in this sense. The fact that it's only like plus 260 on the money line for the Texans in a lot of these spots, I think is actually kind of puzzling. And I think it's a little telling that maybe you should be looking for the Texans side of this game. This is the Texans Super Bowl. Yep. They have nothing left to play for. Uh, also, the one thing they can do is run the football. And I know Damian Pierce last two weeks has been tough. I know it's been brutal for fantasy managers, but it was against the Washington Commanders run defense and another stout run defense. So it's the Cleveland Browns run defense. You can run all day on this team. So 
I'm not saying that they're going to win outright, but I'm saying this might be a less thrilling contest for those looking forward to Deshaun Watson coming back and fantasy and Deshaun Watson coming back and, and really elevating this Cleveland Browns offense right from jump. I think that's a tall order. I think it's going to be more like hand the ball off to Nick Chubb 25 times and kind of grind out like a 2010 sort of victory. That's what it feels like to me. So if I'm looking at more of the under for this game, potentially I'm making more of a grinding kind of contest because I think it's going to be a lot of emotions, a lot of things going on here. My co-host fantasy pros was talking about, you know, remember when Brady went back to New England, he said how difficult it was. And that wasn't a good situation where everybody loves yeah. Tom Brady. Now you're going back to a situation where nobody likes you. Nobody's, nobody's really happy with you. And you're going back there and you're not the conquering hero. You're the villain. And you're the villain who hasn't played football in a long time in a new system with new players. It's a lot to ask. So I'm personally staying away from it. The only thing I like in this game is Nick Chubb on the rushing yards over. <laughs> Damian yep. Pierce on the rushing yards over. I think you put your money there and you just kind of watch this game for whatever crazy theater is going to be on Sunday. The Browns, the 10th worst rushing defense in the National Football League, allowing more than 138 yards per game on the ground. The Texans, the worst rushing defense in the National Football League, allowing more than a buck. 68 on the ground so yes Nick Chubb would still be a focus despite having Deshaun Watson back at the helm of this offense nearly 700 days the last time he played early January 2021 to end out that 2020 regular season for Houston it's been nearly two years when he was there in Houston the numbers on the football field were good character off the football field aside we will see what Cleveland has in store on Sunday the Texans Joe P this year booked as an underdog in every game when they've been a touchdown or greater dog four and two against the spread I love the look I'm gonna back Houston getting seven mm -hmm. points now we go to the AFC North divisional race there was some thought Joe that Maybe Cleveland could hover around 500, given talent the rest of the roster through. And when Deshaun came back, they would make a run to the postseason. Nah, three games below 500 right now. Really not in the sights of a divisional championship or even an AFC wildcard spot. That's a tussle between the Ravens and the Bengals. Both teams, Joe, enter week 13, 7-4. The Ravens an 8.5-point favorite against the Denver Broncos the Bengals a two and a half point home underdog in the game of the week against the Kansas City Chiefs but as you look at the AFC North Joe Pisapia who do you think ends up being the divisional champ at the end of the year you know I'm gonna put my money on the Bengals and not just because you're getting plus money but that certainly helps uh this is a huge game here for the Bengals against Kansas City Chiefs these have been very competitive games very high scoring games too I think if this game was last week Jamar Chase probably would have played and the fact that he didn't play last week was because they knew how important this game was, not just for seeding, but also in the conference. And at the end of the day, where the Bengals are going to stack up. And although the Bengals really did struggle out of the gate, they played very well most of the time here. Now, they have some big losses here. Wouzier being out, certainly a big loss in this game going forward against the Kansas City Chiefs, especially who are going to throw the football over the place. And then, of course, you know, losing Joe Mixon with a concussion and Jamar Chase for all these weeks that they've had to. But they have still somehow found a way to win games. And I think that's something that you give credit to the Bengals for. And that win last week against Tennessee was not easy. Yep. Tennessee is a very tough game. That's a tough opponent. And the Eagles are going to find out a tough way this week about that game. The Ravens, on the other hand, although defensively they played very well, the problem with the Ravens is offensively they still have yet to get back to their identity. And, you know, J.K. Dobbins being back, we don't know how healthy he's going to be, Gus Edwards. Correct. This is a team that wants to run the football, needs to run the football, and I just don't know if they can successfully do that yet. Defense is good. This is a matchup they should win. But when push comes to shove here in this division, 
I think if the Bengals win this game against the Kansas City Chiefs, or at least can take out some sort of moral victory where they play really well and hang in it, I still think that the Bengals can come away with this division. I don't trust what's going on with the Ravens offensively, and I think the Bengals are a team too. When they get Jamar Chase back, that's like, okay, let's go. We're getting our best offensive weapon back. If you can get Mixon back into, I think the down the stretch Cincinnati Bengals are very dangerous, more dangerous, I would say, than the current state of the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens have four losses this year. The first three, they led by double digits at some point in that football game. Last week, a touchdown lead on the road in Jacksonville with two minutes remaining, and they couldn't close out that football game. We know Joe Pisapia is a great closer. The Baltimore Ravens this year, eh, not so much. All right, now let's go to another game around the NFL, week 13, Sunday afternoon at the link in Philly. A very intriguing game to me, Joe Pisapia. From the Tennessee Titans perspective, this just feels like a Titans game, a four <laughs> and a half point road underdog against the NFL's best team. The Titans never play pretty football, but I think they stay within this number. They're eight and three against the spread. One of the best cover teams in all of the National Football League this year. But it's also a revenge spot for one A.J. Brown facing his former team. So who do you think looks to prove it on Sunday in Philly? Well, this was the game I had circled when people were talking about, oh, the Eagles could go undefeated. And I said, I don't think they're going to get past the Titans. Well, they got caught looking ahead a few weeks ago. Obviously, Washington kind of caught them napping here. But the Tennessee Titans are really tough against the run. What the Eagles like to do, run the football. They've given up only three rushing touchdowns this year. Three. That's it. Period. Under 1,000 yards rushing allowed, too, by this Tennessee Titans front, which, keep in mind, there's only three teams that have done that either. So the Tennessee Titans are good at what uh, the Eagles are best at. And we take that away. What it means is that Jalen Hurts really does have to beat you in the passing game. And he's made great strides this year, no doubt about that. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson out for the year, too. That's a big loss. He's been playing great football for them in the secondary. Yes, Slay is still there. He's still terrific. But when you think about the turnovers and how huge those have been here with C.J. over there uh, playing defensive back for the Eagles, that's really changed uh, the tone of a lot of these games that they played in. So... You're taking away that piece. You're taking away the running game, potentially. I think the Eagles are in trouble here. I like the Titans on the money line. I came out right away, put my wager down early on that before it could move anymore. Because to me, I think this is vintage Titans. Like, they're coming off of a loss here. They were really, you know, competitive in that game against Cincinnati. You've seen them be really competitive against very good teams. It's what they do. They're well coached. They play defense. They run the football. Traylon Burks starting to give them something of a passing game. Tannehill starting to get healthy. There's a lot to like on the Titans side here. And I know it's in Philadelphia and I know the Eagles have played well. This is not a disrespect to the Eagles. This is a just keeping it real where the matchup for the Eagles, is just not a good one. And when you can't do the things that you're fundamentally built on, you'll see offenses struggle quite a bit. So to me, I like the Titans in this game and I've liked them for weeks. And now I get to see if I'm right or wrong. We'll find out on Sunday. 363 rushing yards for the Birds on Sunday night this past week against the Packers. The Titans are the third best rushing defense in the NFL, giving up less than 85 yards on the ground all year long. The Titans had covered an eight straight as well, Joe P. That came to a end last week, a pick'em game at home against Cincy. The Bengals won 20-16. As we look at the NFC East, Joe P., I've said multiple times this week, we're in, in the hunt season in the National mm -hmm. Football League. Week 13, all of the graphics of our postseason possibilities. If the season were to end today, we always throw in that wrinkle in the caveat, all four teams in the NFC East division would be in the postseason. The Birds 
favored to be the divisional champion, as you would see there. But the Cowboys, Giants, and even the Commanders would be wild card teams in the NFC. But they all have to play each other a ton the home stretch of this <laughs> NFL season, including for the Commanders in back-to-back -back games against the Giants. They visit MetLife on Sunday. Then it's Washington's bye week. Then the Commanders will host the Giants the following Sunday after that. Joe P, for this rendition, Washington <laughs> a slight one-and-a-half-point road favorite against the Giants. Who do you believe in more? Who do you think is the truer mm. postseason contender at this point? Well, once again, we come back to run defense, right? Washington, yep. one of the best in the league. Washington absolutely getting it done. Uh, and they have been ferocious in the last couple of weeks, getting Chase Young back too now. I mean, the, there's a lot going here for this Washington football team. And they seem to be really kind of having fun with the leadership of Taylor Heineke, very different personality than Carson Wentz. The team seems to really respond to him. And that just goes to show you, you know, sometimes it's not all about the perfection of the quarterback play. It's about the leadership skills that those guys bring. It's one of those things that Fitzpatrick always had, too. People always to rally around him, and they love the guy, and they played hard for him. I think this is another tough matchup here because Saquon Barkley, again, is the offense for the Giants. They're going against the stout yeah. run defense. They just held Damian Pierce to eight yards. I mean, they have been really good these last few weeks. Look at the game log. Look at the running backs that they've been going against here. And they've been holding those guys down time and time again. And if you go back and you look, at that NFC East is such a far cry from a couple years ago. We're saying, can anybody win this? And now they're all yeah. in the playoffs with the playoffs started today. So a huge turnaround in what's gone on in the NFC East. But I think we got to pay close attention to the Cowboys here because if the Eagles lose to the Titans and then, you know, they have that game where they play each other also coming up in the next couple of weeks, mm. I think all of a sudden you're in a spot here where if the Cowboys win this week, the Eagles lose, you could see this number shrink and this gap shrink considerably because then the Cowboys, who play great defense, sort of control their own destiny, and they're starting to feel themselves a little bit too, and I think the Cowboys might be really dangerous here. Dallas, a 10.5-point favorite Sunday night football against the Colts. If they were to win and Philly does lose to the Titans, it's just a one-game difference in the NFC East standings. Joe Pisapia, way to close out the show. We'll do more of that next on TMX. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Closing out our two hours together here on this Football Friday live on the morning after on SportsGrid. Closing out our week together as well. Thank you for joining us all week long, all Football Friday long, or maybe just for a couple of minutes on Sirius XM, Channel 159, and of course, all across the SportsGrid network. I am Ben Stevens. We end out the show as we always do with a best bet. You know, on Fridays, as we look forward to the NFL, I try to give you a National Football League best bet to take you into the weekend to remind you, hey, let's get something down before Sunday. We'll do that here, but it's a huge Football Friday. Conference Championship weekend in college football begins tonight, highlighted by the Pac-12 title game between the Trojans of USC and the Utes of Utah. Also, Football Friday at the World Cup and Football Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time. The United States men's national team, a plus 194 underdog outright against the Netherlands in the round of 16. So before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, a variety of best bets, if you will, it's time for Bye Bye Bye. Bye. 
So here's the NFL best bet. I'll make it pretty simple. The Denver Broncos are a sham of a football team this year, a, a an abysmal offense, the worst scoring offense in the National Football League, only averaging 14.7 points per game. The Denver Broncos have played 10 of their 11 games to an under so far this year, by far the most in all of the NFL. And all 10 of those unders still below this small total of 39 and a half for the Broncos game in Baltimore against the Ravens this weekend. The Denver Broncos defense, though, the third best scoring unit in the National Football League. It's why the defense looks at Russell Wilson and says, we paid you $242 million for what? So yeah, still take the under there. Also tonight, Pac-12 title game. Cameron Rising, the quarterback for Utah. His rushing yards prop is 32 and a half, a number he has gone over in five of the last seven games for the Utes, including in the first matchup in the regular season against USC when he finished with 60. That does it for the morning after this week. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. We'll talk at 9 a.m. Eastern time on Monday. I'm Ben Steele. Talk to you.